Welcome to Interviews. My name is Laurent Autain. I'm a business coach on a quest to crack the entrepreneurship code. So I thought, why not talk to entrepreneurs and ask them the right questions? I make sure to alternate between a male and a female guest every week. I hope their answers will inspire you. This podcast is available on all your favorite platforms. If you enjoy it, there are three ways you can help me make it bigger. One, subscribe. Two, share your favorite episode on social media. Three, buy me a pizza. Blog on my website, laurentnotin.com slash podcast and click on the icon, buy me a pizza. Interviews is brought to you by Social Prize, a marketing and communication agency operating remotely since 2005. Social Prize specializes in digital technologies and communication, web development, e-commerce, remote working, coaching, training, growth hacking. Log on their website, socialprize.me. Hi, welcome to this special startup episode series done in collaboration with the Nordic Startup School. NSS was funded to improve the quality of startups in Finland and educate their founders to become the best possible entrepreneurs they can be. Needless to say that interviews perfectly align with that mission. For more information about NSS, log on their website, nordicstartupschool.com. And today, I am joined by three of their mentors, and we are going to cover uh, business planning and strategy. Sorry about that. So let me introduce each one of my guests today. First, I have Anne Nuutinen. Anne is the head of program at Arctic 50 and a global influencer. She works with SMEs to influence their business growth globally. She's always looking out for new experiences and bringing joy by empowering others. Hani became a mentor because she can connect people and businesses together. We have Hannah Newholm. She's an entrepreneur, a coach, an investor, mentor, a mother, a horsewoman, and a believer in the collaboration between mind, spirit, and body. Hannah has worked in many international and multicultural settings. To be a mentor supporting startups and entrepreneurs is for her a journey of passion, curiosity, and learning. And last but not least, we have Pasi Poyala. Pasi is an angel investor and entrepreneur. His tech and international business expertise, combined with his natural entrepreneurial drive, created a perfect formula for becoming a startup developer, advisor, and investor. Being an NSS mentor provides him with valuable opportunities to assess startup ideas and expand his investments. All right, let's take, get, let's get started, basically. Let's talk about business planning strategy for startups. First question, what is it? What is business planning? What is strategy? Hannah, let's start with you. Well, first of all, thank you so much for uh, having me here, Laurent. It's, I'm very excited and with my fellow mentors. And uh, it's a really interesting topic. And afterwards, I'll throw the ball to my fellow mentors. For me, 
really I consider it being a, basically a roadmap where you get, you know, you have an idea, normally a startup founder or an entrepreneur has an idea that they feel that this idea really needs to be out in the world. But in order to get it out into the world and finally to its destination, which is then the ready company and brand and product or service, they need a roadmap to get there. And um, yeah, in order to draw your roadmap, you know, you, you have many pit stops on the way and, and you want to take maybe the fastest route or the most economic route or, you know, you don't want to make too many detours. So you need to kind of plan your, your steps one step at a time to, to get to your final destination. So for me, it's really like a mapping out a, yeah, a roadmap, you know, you put on your GPS to reach your destination. Great. Thank you. Honey, do you want to add anything? Yeah, uh, thank you, Lauren, uh, first of all, for having me also here in this discussion. Uh, Hannah really pointed out the, the things that I, I had also in my mind. So for me also, this one today is about the roadmap and, and choosing the right path. But it's also, um, it gives you, or the startup or whoever, it gives you the, the way of going forward instead of just going around in a circle and doing things that what you feel like are the most important at this point because those feelings may not be the right actions that you need to do but if you don't have the roadmap you just ended up doing this and that and not getting really anywhere so that's something just i'd like to add there as well i think Ozzy may also have something to add as well here nice nice yes basi go on yeah well, also thanks so also for my behalf actually for the invitation but yeah uh, I was actually thinking the strategy part actually more so that yes plan and the roadmap blueprint of what the startup is going to do that, that of course is important I fully agree with the, the ladies here uh, but also then even before that I, I, I would maybe highlight the strategy part that, that so of course well like any company especially I guess even more so in, in the case of startup that the clear picture of, of what you want to be and, and, and why you are doing this. So, so that's, I think, needed first. And, and that, that's what I understand as, as, as a strategy. And, and actually, more clear you can make it and, and get the founder team or founding team to actually uh, behind that, 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 that big picture or, or, or for, the, for the lack of better words, strategy that, that, that this is what we want to be and what, what we what we want to grow, then uh, uh, easier it's well. I, I think well, at least there's chance to succeed, and, 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 and that, that should make everything easier. And, and just you know, from, from my corporate history, then in a big global company, then uh, yes, we had the strategy development or the strategy definition around every year. And, and then there was some actually uh, big effort taken to actually then uh, share the strategy with multi uh, every employee. And and for some reason, <laughs> it failed every time or, or, or it was never really successful. So that, that people didn't really buy it or, or then understood it so that that, 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 it, that was a lesson to me that it, 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 it's easy and, and, uh, and then actually yeah, it needs to be simple but uh, but in, well in startup it will be, is going to uh, live and, and uh, operate it in very turbulent world in any case so that, that well this this goal and this big picture has to be clear then uh, I think then you have a chance to be successful.
Right. And so we're already tying into my next question, which is about, you know, why do startups need to have a business plan or strategy? And if they don't, will, will they fail? What I see from my experience is that a lot of companies don't really have a strategy. Yeah, well, uh, I could say that if, uh, the ones that I've seen, the ones that I've been in, whether it's a corporate, uh, big business, or whether it's a startup, if you don't have the strategy, if you don't have the plan, the roadmap, whatever you want to call it, but it all needs to be planned before, and, and you need to follow the steps, and you need to follow the action, and, and do all of those things, whether it's marketing or sales or, or product development, whatever it is that you do, those needs to be aligned with each other's. And I think the strategy part really builds all those uh, like little points in your roadmaps and, and checks them that they are aligned with each other's because we all have, have seen that so many times. That if, if your differentiations and if your values and the action is something different than you, than what you have put out in the paper, it, it doesn't take you anywhere. Yeah, and then you're definitely gonna fail at some point, so. Right, so if you set up a strategy, if you write it down, you should actually follow it, follow it, follow it. that's what you're saying. <laughs> yes, yes, but then you also need to, to check that everything, that like every department, every person is aligned with the same thing. And mm -hmm. then also some points might be a, a follow-up session that you need to, for different circumstances, you need to change the strategy or you need to change the tactic, but not the strategy. So it's also comes down to those thing, kind of things that when you know what you do and, and you know when you do those things instead of doing them now or, or are you going to do those things three years from now, then you know what to do and you also know when to follow up. Thank you. Anna, I please, yeah. Um, I know I just want to say I think both Pasi and Hane were on to really important things and I think it's really important Pasi said about having that clear vision of where you're going and understanding and also what that Hane said because what I run into is many times that they they have this dream or whatever but they don't there's they get stuck in each little simple thing and at the same time when you do have to map out your roadmap or strategy or whatever you call it you have to have a little bit of like nimbleness especially in the beginning because it is often you know you're experimenting and you're trying but you, so it's kind of a thin line between keeping to your strategy but at the same time being able to pivot and you know sometimes we say that you know it's if you fail fail early because then it's kind of easier to course correct back to your map. But um, yeah, I think it's very important to have everyone aligned to where you're going and, and why you started. And also what is the problem you're solving really with your idea or something that that's kind of the red thin kind of thread that goes along along the way. Right, so going back to what Pasi was saying earlier on about why. Pasi, do you want to add anything on top of what the ladies said? Yeah, well, there's this famous and actually quite old already today, all this TED talk video by Simon Sinek about all this importance of, of why. But I'm a big fan of actually that, that one video. So well, it's still in, in, on YouTube. So go, go and check it out. But I think. Well, the examples in the, what he mentions, of course, are ten years old. So that, but but still, I think the point is is, is very valid. So, so, so but then, uh, when that's clear and, and understood and and uh, accepted by the the team, then uh, this pivoting or fine tuning of the direction, which is probably happens to to, 
to every startup sooner or later, usually sooner, that, that, that you need to fine tune. But then you can actually fine tune and, and improve the, uh, the plan well, if and when you have then this, uh, this um, big picture still is still clear. And, and yes, also, well, uh, well, that, that, uh, the, uh, problem needs to be also clearly understood. And, and uh, now when I'm in this business sensor uh, role, then I, I receive quite frequently these pitch texts uh, over email or LinkedIn. And, and then uh, first thing I usually uh, try to understand or actually look at that on the tech is that, that how well then this problem is, is defined and, and, uh, and so because then, then that, that why part becomes a clear or e at least easier and easier to understand that but um, so once that that jump directly to solution uh, without really uh, describing this uh, why i.e the problem that they are they want to solve then, then usually those texts then actually Go to this, well, this uh, junk folder <laughs> pretty pretty quickly. So that that, that really the, the ones that that is that my interest are the ones that that really can can uh, show this problem and and why uh, in, in precise and, and and good way. Nice. Well, I, I'm I'm happy you mentioned Simon Sinek because I'm I'm a big fan too. Start with why it's a fantastic book. Uh, his next is Lester's book too. <laughs> the ladies are like, yeah, I wish you bought that. <laughs> and I, but his latest book, The Infinite Game, uh, I recommend it to all, all, all listeners too. Uh, Thanks for the tip, I need to actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, go on, go on and uh, read it, um, amazing. All right, so let's be practical. I'm a startup, I need to, I understand from what you're saying that I must have a strategy. Where do I start? I start with my why, I believe, and how do I get to my why then? Well, uh, really big really big question over there and, and uh, i usually what i've done and and how i help other companies is and uh, you know asking the why but then also putting up your values also there and the team values and the company values that you are representing and and then just um, making up the plan and putting your goals your your big vision like was mentioned and then also the, your resources, your your strengths, and, and also putting up your weaknesses. And, and I, what I also like to add there is that we should also focus on those risks what are over there. And, and then maybe the best way is to, you know, put them, each one of those in a different piece of paper and then put them, once you've done them, put them on your wall so that everybody can see and add them and then put them into the roadmap and then into different, uh, like actions and what needs to be done now, what needs to be done in two weeks, what needs to be done after a certain point. And, and uh, it's a big puzzle, you know, to, to build on, but, but that is something like concrete, but I would maybe use as in a startup and, and something as a starting point. Well, actually, now I mentioned those beat sticks that, 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 that that I've been looking at, and I, I think the, and then usually, well, then you have a follow-up meetings uh, online these days, of course, with the founders, and then I think usually the ones that have been able to clearly, very clearly, 
uh, show and, and point out the, the, this this why part. Otherwise, there were actually the, the problem has that, uh, is such that they've been facing or father has been facing in her, his or her daily job before, or, or somehow kind of it's been a personal issue, and, and, and then the, the founder. Uh, after banging your head against the wall too long, then finally it's come to the conclusion that that, uh, that, that, that what this has to be solved, and and, and then uh, he or she has been able to put the team together and get the team together, and they they started solving the problem. So, uh, I think well, not a scientific <laughs> study of of this, but I kind of based on gut feeling. Then all the kind of the ones that have been started with some kind of personal problem or facing a personal problem themselves, and that, that those are the ones that have been able to really show the why and 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 uh, and, and a problem very clearly. Yeah, I, I want to spin further on that. I, both what Hannah and Pasi said, I think it's like how important is it to the founder to solve that problem and how invested are they? Is it is it a problem that is the world needs or that the founder feels that it needs to be solved or is it just a nice thing? Because that's going to also resonate throughout the whole strategy and you know once you get towards the customer. So how I'm a people person. So when I, I speak, you can there's a lot of founders who are very passionate, but is that passion like how deep does it come from? Is that why? How big is that why? Which is a huge question what you asked then about how do you actually do take the why and make it into something concrete because I believe like Pasi said the ones that are kind of maybe successful or at least get further on the road they are the ones who are really clear on the why and then they will find a way it's small step writing everything down finding the right people to support you whether it's building your team or finding the mentors or any kind of outside support so it's it's it comes little by little in the beginning especially I concur with what you're saying. I mean, I've interviewed like something like 60 plus more uh, entrepreneur guests on, on my show. I mean, there's one thing that 100% of them said is that they all, they all crave for impact. That's the reason why they started. It's because they wanted to change the world, the world somehow. So yes, definitely. You know, that's really important, of course. And I think that's what drives a lot of a whole new like generation for the moment all of us I mean yeah. I, I also can jump into being an investor as well and so that drives me on that side as well definitely uh, when Nokia was reducing headcount and, and, and then one of the ways of the avenues exit avenues uh, was actually then to start uh, to establish a startup and become an entrepreneur and, and then Nokia was also also offering some funding uh, for your startup, although uh, in the end, then it was a Finnish tax system that was actually took most of the benefit. But but that's a that's a different story. But but nevertheless, uh, now uh, now we've been looking back. Actually, I was one of those guys. Then uh, uh, as, as you may have guessed, and and then then uh, then I was actually quite fed up uh, reading these comments from the all the, these true entrepreneurs that that thought that this is not another good way that that that, that this all the, uh, we will kind of get startups and startup entrepreneurs who should have never taken that that uh, road because it was way too easy and then uh, initially I, I didn't buy that that those comments at, at all that that complete bullshit that that uh, but now then uh, later on actually. Uh, realized that I said that there was some uh, truth that that uh, when it was uh, such an easy way out 
And, and then uh, and, uh, in the end, many of those uh, so-called bridge program startups actually failed. Uh, and, and one reason uh, when looking back definitely was the fact that, that, that well, uh, the idea wasn't good enough or, or the problem wasn't uh, really thought well enough. So that, that it was just kind of the easy option. And, and, and then uh, people then uh, took it and, and, and then uh, very few of the of the startups actually then uh, uh, became successful. So that, that there was something to do with this motivation and, and inter, uh, inter uh, drive from inside that actually that, that, uh, that uh, so I want to make an impact. Now when it's just the easy way out, then I wasn't, uh, wasn't so successful in the end. Well, that's that's a great point because the three of you, you're like investors, business influencers. What are the wrong reasons to start a business? Money. <laughs> Money. Yeah, I would say the same. Because <laughs> if you really don't have, a, you know, a clue your strengths, if you don't have your passion in it, and if you don't have the knowledge or the experience of all of these, how, how can you, you know, make money? How can you make an impact on anyone or anything? Like... Uh, a lot of things that Pasi tells about the stories, about his background and, and what has been happening. And, and I could say that I had a discussion yesterday with one of the companies that I'm, I'm mentoring or helping a senior advisory. And the founder there said that, you know, Hanne, I, I now have found things that, that when I really use my strength and, and focus on there and focus on my knowledge and just building up the, the business in a different way, but, but through those two things, it, it all comes easy and the money just starts coming in. People are asking me and, and uh, you know, they want me to coach more of them that's in the coaching business. So that, I think that really proves that they are, once you, are, you know what you want to do, it, it all kind of comes together. But if you just want to do something and you don't have this, the strength or the skills or just want to make it out from the wrong reasons. It doesn't take you much further. I like it because <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm trying to uh, to say to startups: don't do it for money. Thank you. <laughs> and and uh, you have to be resilient, very resilient yeah. as well. Luckily, um, well, very seldom actually will I get this comment now when discussing with the founders been approaching me that, that yeah, yeah I want to cre create a unicorn that, that, that uh, okay if that comes then it's okay goodbye <laughs> then from, from my part but yeah I fully agree but but uh at least based on my experience usually there's uh, it's uh, there's something more or at least uh, they, they they know that that well uh, that, uh, they should say that that there's this uh, all this inter internal whole uh, desire or, or something else not only money but maybe eventually the, the, the real motivation but but at, at least it, it, very seldom it, it, it comes out uh, immediately and, and, and bluntly but but I, but I do remember a few discussions that more or have started with that, that well yeah, I, I want to create a new, uh, the first Finnish unicorn Finnish born, Finland born unicorn then, aha, uh -huh, okay, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> okay, thank you, bye-bye. <laughs> but it's, exactly. it's really interesting to hear that from you as an, as an investor. I think, I think a lot of startups need to, need to hear that. So we talk about the why. Are there, what are the other critical elements like a strategy should have? 
Well, I think that it also should have the need that the market should be there. Uh, well, of course, you can create the, the market, but there needs to be uh, people who are really buying that. I think that's very important as well. And, and just kind of like, you know, as much as you want to, maybe when we were, you were saying the word impact and we're talking about impact investment or we want to make, you know, solve a problem and like this, but eventually you have to make, you know, revenue. So you have to go towards the money as well and make sure that you, whatever you're creating, it has a, like a yeah, product market fit that there's someone actually paying for whatever it is you're creating. Um, so it's, you know, then you have to take into account your whole, you know, look at your, you know, target and your market and your customers and everything. So there's a lot of things for a startup to, to keep their eyes up and on. Yeah, it might be, and it might be a bit overwhelming, which is what it is. I mean, in the, in the beginning it is because, you know, it's like in, in the beginning, the startup founder or founders, they have to kind of cover all the areas. So it becomes very, and that's why it's so important to kind of always come back to the why and bring it back to the small steps what can i do today what can i do tomorrow next week and then before you start you know towards growing or scaling up or whatever also what i would like to see in the strategy and on the plan is that well then how how to measure and and i like if all the multi multi another good book is that right increase this is a lean startup. And I think what he says writes there is that the most important job for a startup is to learn. So that, 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 so that also that should be defined and designed early on. And also the strategy that how, how do how we want to learn? How do we learn? And then how do we measure this? the progress that, that we are, are we going to the right direction or, or, or not? And, and, I guess as an engineer, I, I do like to see some numbers then in these, and also in those pitch texts that that that, 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 that it's a really hard fact, hard evidence that that uh, yes, now the traction is is building up, and 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 this up this is the evidence that that uh, we are going the right direction, or and we're going to get to reach the product market fit uh, uh, one day, and 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 this is the evidence that that uh, that that the model is. We are really on, on, on the track. So, so this this how to measure, how to learn, and how uh, how, and how to utilize the learnings, and that that's important part as well. Mm. Well, don't don't get things for granted and measure your progress along the way, because otherwise, how do you know if you shall reach your destination, right? Exactly, because if you don't measure, that that's really good point that what Fuzzy pointed out that a really good point. That if you don't measure the things, how do you know that you have reach your goals mm. or the big vision and and many of the well what i face many of the companies don't really measure the things or they don't they are, they might have the qualitative but they don't have the quantitative part there and i think both of them are really crucial in order to to succeed and and follow up your strategy so let's talk about that can you give examples of both quantitative and qualitative um, measurements? Let's talk about, for example, like an ice cream business. One of the companies that I'm helping is in that part. And, and, uh, if you want to create uh, lots of sales, you can do that by having lots of customers. But in the end, uh, if you don't uh, have a good taste or if you don't have a, uh, the, the product fit to the marketplace, you might build in this one really good sales. You might do that also in the next month, but 
would it be like concurrent and, and would it would you give it the same uh, sales and same success after six months maybe not if you don't have the you know details and the customer satisfaction over there also or the team satisfaction and then an example from uh, another company that I've been working with um, they have they struggle with a lot of team members changing so that tells to me that the values are not aligned with the actions that they're speaking and they are not bringing out the differentiation and everything also to the customers but then also within the team if the people are changing all the time there so you need to have all these qualitative and quantitative measures and you might read the good sales but after that you may not have the sales manager there anymore so who's going to help you with that then mm, so it's not only about the customers it's also about measure, measuring you know, your your team and your team satisfaction and and engagement etc Yes, because uh, I, I think it goes whether it's within the company and also with the customers and partners and, and your senior advisors or your mentors, whoever, that you should measure those things in, in qualitative and quantitative ways. Basio, Hannah, do you want to add anything on top of that? Yeah. Does that, well, does that make what sense? Came to my, that what came to my mind was like, based, for example, just as an example from a company, it's like you're going to start, you know, like, you know, reaching out to your clients. So you want to make some kind of marketing. But does the marketing actually correlate with the sales that it should like bring back? So you can have a really good marketing campaign and you put a lot of effort into that. And that can get good feedback in a qualitative way. But then if it doesn't, you know, if you can't see the results in the, you know, sales, then, you know, there's some kind of miscorrelation. So there's like all these different aspects that are quite important to take into account and, and, and you know. Nice. And on, on that, I would encourage uh, our listeners to go to listen to the episode number one. Last month, we talk about sales and marketing and how they mm. correlate with it, with each other, which is super important. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess depending on the on the uh, business segment or industry, but for instance, well, uh, if you look at the SaaS business or software as a service, then usually, typically the number one uh, indicator or metric is, is MRR, monthly recurring revenue, and, and, yeah, and that's all what investors are, are always asking. Uh, uh, and, and kind of using as as a, the best evidence of, of rock market fit. Uh, then 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 when I was actually heading a startup earlier and and also then raising funding for that 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 startup and you know talking to many VCs and VC partners. Then at that that time and then it was a SaaS SaaS company. And then, what, then uh, I, I always ask that kind of what, what's your threshold, or when do you see that the SaaS company is, is let's say, uh, ready for a round? Meaning that that product market fit is, is uh, more or less proven and, and, and guaranteed, and then now then just then putting more effort and more money in, then it will scale up and and, and, the, and the growth will accelerate. And, and then that actually the, it was quite a, quite a. Uh, wide range of answers i think from starting from 10,000 euros per month uh, up, up to 50k so really it depends you know, on, the, on the vc or, or, or vc partner but but definitely uh, that, that always 
it was MRR when I can say that. Uh, that when you see that that uh, your eyes product market fit is, is current even unproven, then, then it was always MRR, the weaker than I, like, like I said, uh, varied a, a lot. But uh, then of course, then qualitative side is important as, as well, but of course then the statements from the customers or users, you know, the, 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 those uh, are the ones that, that are, as, an, as an investor, I, I would like to see and, 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 and uh, so hear from the customer's mouth that, that what they think about the solution or your, your company uh, is offering. Um, so combination uh, then, and all the, the qualitative and, and quantitative, I think that that's the, you need both, but but then kind of where's the balance? So uh, which one is, is more important? I think that really varies from from startup to the next, and from uh, from one business segment from, uh, to the next. But but some kind of combination, I, I think, mm. it, it, well, it, it, it is it is every case. Hane, earlier in the conversation, you said that uh, your people should be aligned behind the strategy. How do you do that? I would say that. Um how anything can be aligned you need to have similar kind of values and similar kind of vision similar kind of actions at some part but then of course you need people who are different than yourself and different than the other team members but but for what i've seen it kind of comes down to the, the idea that you really look to the same direction and and you see the same like your end result over there and you are willing to commit and you are willing to do kind of whatever it takes but then also use uh, uh, well i must say that i was having this funny discussion about my dad yesterday and and he just pointed out that when you have the strength you don't need to use your sense and i said that well <laughs> you should use your sense and your your strengths also your muscles that in order to to get the really good result so that if if all of these kind of things are aligned with each others like the people and the, the goal and the actions and that then then you might may succeed but how do you do that is uh, also i think it needs a lot of communication you need to be open with everyone. You need to be honest with with people, whether you do a mistake or whether you uh, define your big goal. And and well, you need openness. You need communication. You need honesty. You need continuous development. But then also the big vision, and and you need to do those steps, whatever there is. Mm. I, I would say that maybe maybe my colleagues here also want to add some part that I might have missed here. So let's hear from them. <laughs> I, and I really beautifully forward. I think core values are really, <laughs> it's an essential part. And then you have to have that open communication and honesty and being transparent. And I was just recently in a um, workshop about yeah, like due diligence for startups and all that. And, and it comes down to the same thing when you're building your team, like you have to have the transparency because at some point it's going to backfire on you. Otherwise, if you, you know, if you hide something or if you're not being honest or 
you know, you don't really communicate clearly the direction where we're going. And I mean, the employee onboarding strategy kind of becomes really important the further you go. And when once, you know, you keep growing that you get the right team, because like we said earlier, here just a few minutes ago about how in the beginning they're overwhelmed because they do a little bit of everything when you're an entrepreneur, startup founder in the beginning. But then when it becomes more complex and you're going bigger and you're going to shift to bigger operations, then everyone also needs to pick their own roles and really stick to the one job and everyone has their area of responsibility. But that then it becomes even more important that you share those core values and you go together into the same direction. And also that you have the clarity on the, all of those things, what Hannah just said, that if, if everything is a bit messy and you haven't pointed out those little things and, and tasks, then, then it gets messy also, and then it's not aligned. True, I, I think, well, I've, I've heard the term founder parity uh, a few times, I guess, then, well, the, I guess the, the point there is that, that well, the, the founders or, or, the, or the core team, uh, not, I guess not only founders, but more they should have more or less on, on the same level than regarding the how much commitment and uh, everyone can put into the, the startup and, and uh, when I was then actually watching what happened in the, the other Nokia, Nokia bridge startups then uh, quite often actually what happened uh, in those was that, that uh, once the that initial funding from uh, from Nokia for the company and then the, the also then for the personal life then these personal severance packages were used then then uh, uh, many, well, many of well, like some founders then, uh, and also at the same time, also the job market actually uh, got better in, in, in Finland, so that, that there were all new opportunities opening up. So that, that suddenly then people started uh, uh, moving and leaving to, uh, to salary jobs because, well, uh, because what well, that happened, realized that actually that startup can pay good enough salary, and, and then the person because of the personal cash flow and personal finance. Then, then well, they had to then uh, get a, uh, then the job outside of the startup and, and, and then the, like the founding team was broken apart and, and, and then then uh, and that also happened in, in our case to a certain extent as well that, that then you usually start getting all these arguments building up that like, okay I've been putting more effort I've been doing more pro bono work than, than you so that, that, that why should I then actually stretch my personal finances and my personal cash flow more than, than you have done and, and so forth and then, then you easily get into this vicious cycle and, and then the, the, and things are then start just going in the wrong direction in accelerated pace and and, and, and then uh, which is not not good thing then I guess one solution for that, or that is one thing that we propose is that, that then the team then decides that, that now we do this for two years or three years or whatever time period and they agree and then and then see that well, that much actually I can invest in, in this one and, and then if, if this one is not successful then then um, that's it and, and then we will go our separate ways and, and then do something else but I think that could work in in some cases, maybe not always, but but also at least it increases the transparency and and, and the, the, this parity in, in the sense that everybody knows then uh, that, that, that kind of there's this kind of a deadline somewhere that this is not going to last forever. So that that and if this is not going to be successful, then we decide there that that that, 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 that that's it, and, and then we will do something else. 
So we're going back to what you were saying earlier, don't do that for the money. Also, what you're saying now is you may not be successful, <laughs> which is, you know, something that a lot of startups don't realize necessarily. Uh, so let's talk about in your experience as mentors, what, what sort of mistakes, what the common mistakes do you see startups make? Uh, lack of focus. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, kind of wrong message to, you know, the wrong uh, wrong market or whatever um you kind of you're being so overwhelmed so you're trying to do a little bit of everything and you're not yeah it's back to the lack of focus and uh, not sticking to your strategy or possibly you're sticking too hard to your strategy when you realize that you should pivot um yeah i mean there is a multitude and and i think you have to learn as you go along and it's important and that's where it's great when you kind of get into a, a community where you have mentors or you get some kind of outside help or support to kind of see because many founders you are so you have like these blinders on you know like the racehorses and you just see forward and 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 many founders also they're very in love with their own project and their own it becomes their own baby and it's great because they have the passion and they have their why, but you need to a little bit open those blinders to realize that, okay, maybe I have to check. Sometimes they forget to check their, I, mean, I know they do market research and they check out their competitors, but if you had your idea six months ago and you forget to check that up like all the time, then six months later, someone else might have, you know, suddenly popped up. So just to keep an eye on that as well. That's it. Very much the same, yeah, very much the same. So that, that the one, uh, there's a, a problem is this not forgotten at least not taken seriously enough so that it starts with the, with the uh, solution or get kind of a uh, blinded yeah. uh, and, uh, and the illusion that that I mean, that when you have this best possible solution in the world and, and, and then that's enough then the, uh, i guess the other thing i've seen few times from time to time is that that just well give us money and then well then uh, this will grow so that, that, that uh, so, so going after investors uh, without doing the homework properly yeah she, the money doesn't do 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 the work that you need to do <laughs> i would true. say Very yeah that, yeah you just need to need to focus on the things and have the clear vision then just do the action whether it's a small or big one but start from small and and many tend to plan or and then but they don't do, do the execution and the other one that I've seen is they don't have the plan and then they just do whatever it feels like, right? And then they get all messed up. So it's kind of <laughs> two ways that you need to, you need to really focus on many things. But then I would also say that uh, please companies and people use the help that you have within your network, but also the automation of different things. I, I, like last week, I just saw this, I was working with one of the startups and, and they didn't listen to me when I said that this is a thing that we could do with automation instead of three different person doing the same thing and bits and pieces of that. And we are just wasting so much time and so much effort uh, and it could be just more easily done with the equipments, with the tools that the world has, especially today in the in these pandemic times and we have so much automation, we have so much digitalization and the technology to help us. So just spend a little, you know, an hour and just look for those kind of things and also use the network that you have and, and don't just 
go behind the line that I don't know anyone. You definitely know some people, or if you don't, then maybe that's your problem and you start to building up those relationships with, with your team members and neighbors and customers and your mom and cousins and whoever there are in your life or other car repair shop. But I would just say one thing, just do something at least, but, but plan that or plan your success. So then it becomes real and then you can really achieve that. There's this great speech by Denzel. Washington from some uh, university graduation and in one part he says like don't confuse movement with progress because many times like they do so many things but it doesn't lead you to the progress and then we come back to that simple thing that Hannah just said like just do something like an action step. Yeah moving moving is not achieving I think Tony Robbins say says that. Take your entire experience you know as professionals as mentors what is the one and only one recommendation that you would give to startups out there. It's hard to give only one. I want to say action, but then I also want to say prioritize. Just one. That's the, that's 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 the, well, yeah, the beauty of well, the question. Well, if I would be a startup listening to this, then I would say like action, like just the next action step. Well, I, I would go and what I've learned uh, would be the collaborate with the best people with the best ventures with the best partners that you possibly can have and don't let your fear be in the middle there and you know just reach as high as possible and and collaborate with them yes ask for help Basi. be clear uh, with that why which we already been discussing a, a lot nice well is there anything that you guys would like to add before we close this session? I'm just going to say thank you. I think it's a really wonderful platform that we can like come together as mentors and then with our backgrounds and, and share because mentoring is also about learning yourself. So I'm really thrilled to be here with Basi and Han and yourself because, you know, I also learn at the same time. So thank you. I would like to add there, just remember to have a joy and celebrate those good, good little moments that you have in your business with the team members or whoever also and thank you so much for having me also here in this podcast it's been a pleasure well the pleasure was mine thank you oh thank you also uh, it, 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 it really has been a pleasure so, so not, not not really much to add so this was really good one well great it was uh it was awesome i think it was full of insights and i would really like to thank you the three of you again for taking the time to you know share your experience both as professional and as mentors and thank you very much uh, all of you all of you who listen if you would like to never miss an episode simply subscribe before you leave in the meantime keep on building an outstanding business i'll see you next time bye bye